welcome to Nice Bossy with Emma Siebold. What's nice bossy, you ask? Well, I came up with the phrase nice bossy to help my vivacious and very forthright daughter understand how she can be a strong and confident leader who gets what she wants through being nice and using her manners. I believe you can be powerful and successful without compromising kindness, empathy, or your contribution to the world. I'm living proof as I've done just that with my businesses, Bar Body and Bend. This podcast is all about going for and achieving your life and business dreams in a way that's aligned with your heart and values. I founded Bar Body nine years ago and have grown it into the highly profitable multi-million dollar business it is today. I lead with love, make smart, strategic decisions, take calculated risks, and tenaciously go for my dreams. I've had many a struggle and hardship, but ultimately the biggest personal and professional growth has been born of my toughest times. I've learned so much along the way and I am excited to share my journey, success secrets and special sauce with you so that you may live your dreams, build a profitable business and lead with love too. Let's get into it together. Hello there, this is Emma and I want to welcome you to the sixth episode of my podcast, Nice Bossy. This episode, I will be talking to you about why leading with love is so important. Now, to tell you about my take on leadership, I need to go back a little bit, back quite a few years as I have done in a few of the episodes so far. I'm going back to my very first job after my business degree at Telstra. I was in the marketing graduate program and the very same person that introduced me to the concept of does it hear my heart sing as we talked about in episode two also encouraged me to do a Reiki course to become a Reiki practitioner and so I did and it was on this course that I was introduced to the principles that come from a course in miracles by way of Marianne Williamson's book a return to love. Now, this is such a beautiful book. And in essence, it talks about the idea that you, in most situations, whether you've got a decision to make or when you're thinking about how you feel or how you're acting, you can choose between love and fear. So she essentially says that there are two emotions, love or fear, and everything stems from them. I really, really loved this idea, and it really landed with me, this notion that one could live life from a very positive place. And it doesn't mean that there's no sadness or anger. It just means that you can keep returning to love, returning to the notion, I will choose love in this moment instead of fear. So in my case, that has really informed and really influenced my leadership style. So if you were to ask anybody from any of my businesses, what does Emma bang on and on about all the time? They would say to you, love, because I tell them this story. I tell them about the ideas of love, choosing love versus fear and how important that is. And I tell them it's part of the DNA in our business. It's part of the onboarding process. It's 
brought up in pretty much every single meeting. Because for me, this idea of choosing love really means that we can run a business from a completely different set of values, from a completely different perspective, one where the outcome hopefully is always a loving one. It's really interesting to see how this has evolved in my business and how well it has served me in my career. I really do try and approach every decision that I make in business with this idea of, I want it to come from a loving place. I want to choose love all the time. Sometimes, interestingly enough, that does mean making hard decisions. So it doesn't mean that you shy away from conflict. It doesn't mean that you don't make difficult decisions. It doesn't mean that you're looking through rose-colored glasses and thinking that everything is okay all the time. It means that even in, and especially in the hardest, most challenging times, you find a way to look inside yourself and choose a loving action. I've got a couple of really good examples that I'd love to share with you. The first happened reasonably early in the bar body journey and probably I'd say about seven years ago. So two or so years into the bar body business. We had worked with a consultant who was giving us some ideas and basically making an assessment as to whether we should franchise our business. And regretfully, we didn't ask her to sign a non-disclosure or confidentiality or non-compete agreement. And that was certainly our downfall. So in the course of this consulting process, we shared tons of information with her We gave her pretty much the business model, the marketing strategies, the training materials, everything for her review and consideration. And it was really interesting at the end of the process, she offered to invest in our company and we undenied, but ultimately we said no, because we wanted to be able to keep the business just for us so we could make decisions from a place of love. Because it's funny, making decisions from a place of love isn't always necessarily the most financially driven decision. And that should come as no surprise to you listening, but we wanted to make sure that we could maintain the integrity of our business and make those decisions for ourselves. And so we said no to her investment and lo and behold, not long after she was also our landlord. So it was a kind of interesting situation, but she essentially evicted us from our studio and set up her own competing studio in its place. So with all of the information, the pricing was the same, the class styles had different names, but the descriptions were almost identical. Everything, the model, the marketing approach, everything was the same. And so that was a really, really big lesson to me, especially being actually evicted from our space. We were month to month at that point. So our lease had run out and we were just month to month. And she said, okay, it's time for you to go. You're too noisy. We can't have a bar studio here. And then we left and we did find another space and it's really wonderful. We've been so happy there. So all sort of well, but she opened a competing bar studio in the very, very same location. So it was very hard for us to firstly, to deal with that betrayal and that shock of what had happened to us because my ethics are so, so different. I would never do that to anybody in business. I would never betray their confidence, much less set up in opposition and evict us. So it was a really, really challenging time for us. And almost everybody around me was saying, 
don't, you can't stand for that. You've got to sue. You've got to stop her. And I entertained the idea for maybe all of, I don't know, five minutes before I realized that there was absolutely no point in approaching it that way. If I look at what is the loving action and not necessarily loving towards her, because I can tell you I wasn't feeling particularly generous or loving towards her, but loving to myself. And so the loving choice for myself was to let go of the negativity, let go of this idea that we would go to court. And we probably would have succeeded in getting an injunction or something like that, maybe delaying their opening for a few months or something like that to give us more of a head start with moving our location. But ultimately, that to me, I just decided it wasn't worth it wasn't worth the energy. It wasn't worth the time. Why would I invest all of my incredible energy, all of my presence into something that was so negative when instead I could channel those energies into my business? And that's what we did. We channeled the energies into Bar Body. We looked at how we could be better, how we could improve things, what we could do. And we ended up doing loads of stuff with the time that would have otherwise been taken up with a lawsuit or a legal challenge of some sort. And I was just so happy because we came out, you know, the end of that six month period, we came out as a business so much stronger for all the energy and intention that we'd focused on our business and focused on just staying really, really focused on us, what that was able to create for us in terms of revenue outcomes and profit outcomes compared to if we'd been distracted in this, you know, fear-based zone of, no, you can't have my thing, or you can't take this away from me, which is definitely, definitely rooted in fear. We didn't do that. And the results were so, so amazing. So that's a really good example, I think, of choosing love over fear. And I could honestly rattle off hundreds of examples like that, hundreds of times where people have quote unquote wronged us. And instead of And it's not that I'm not willing to fight for my rights or stand up for myself because I absolutely do. And when I give the next example, you'll probably hear that that's what I did in another situation as well. But I'm not at all afraid to stand up for myself. And I'm certainly never afraid to stand up for other people. I'm absolutely an advocate for doing the right thing. And that can be from a very much from a love-based place. So for me, it's always, what is the most loving action here? And so in the next situation, which I've alluded to before, I had a really terrible experience with someone in business. And for me, I was standing up for us because I felt like the relationship wasn't being, we weren't being treated fairly in the relationship. I was standing up for us, but I was also standing up for all of their other clients who probably aren't as, I'm trying to think of the word, aren't as forthright, aren't as strong, aren't as willing to stand up for themselves as I am. So I was standing up for all of us and it resulted in a really, really bad experience and the relationship dissolved. And I had to walk away from that experience still feeling, and I reflected on a lot, still feeling that I had done, absolutely done the right thing. I had possibly been a little bit, I wasn't my best self at the time. It was during COVID. So I could certainly forgive myself for maybe being a little bit more difficult, a little bit more tricky than I usually would have been. But at the root of it, my intentions were absolutely good. They were in my opinion, very much doing the wrong thing to me and many, many other people. And so I stood up and I said, this is not okay. And ultimately the outcome wasn't really a positive one initially, but I turned it into a positive because after the relationship dissolved, 
I reflected and I thought about my behavior and also thought about how I want to conduct myself. And it made me reflect on this other person's behavior and think, no, I am absolutely doing the right thing, leading with love, being really true to my values, leading with empathy and compassion and kindness and caring is 100% the right thing. So for me, leading with love has informed every single one of the decisions I've made, even the times when things haven't been working out in our business and I've had to have difficult conversations. I've always done them from a place of love and I've always tried to choose the most loving course of action. And sometimes it doesn't feel nice at the time, but ultimately finding that love-based leadership, that leadership with compassion and empathy has really, really served me well in my career and in my life. I extend those principles to my life. So if I ever have conflict and It's so very rare because I lead with love and I choose not to engage in conflict unless it's because it's the right thing to do from a love perspective as opposed to a fear perspective. I really don't have conflict in my life. I have amazing friendships. I have amazing relationships with my family members and I'm really blessed that they come from a really loving place. And so it's absolutely served me so well in not only my professional life, but also my personal life. So I would invite you to reflect on this. Maybe you'd like to read the book, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. It's a real good one. If you look for podcasts, you'll find some podcasts, I'm sure, on this very principle, this very topic. But I would invite you to really over the next little while, whether it's a few days or a few weeks, I want you to stop yourself and think, What would love do here? What would I do if I was choosing a love-based response here? And it is absolutely and utterly life-changing. So with that, I shall leave you to reflect and to think about this idea of leading with love, choosing love in your life, and I wish you well. And I very, very much look forward to our next episode together. I'll say goodbye for now and thank you very, very much for joining me as always. Well, that's it for today's episode. If you want more from me, visit my website, emmasebold.com for show notes and all sorts of goodies or follow me on Instagram at emmasebold underscore. Thanks again for listening. And I hope I can help you live your richest, most magical, most successful and aligned life. Until next time.